oftentimes I get asked as a business owner, how do you do it all? How do you run the business and manage a team and be a wife? There's so many layers to just breathing and being human. So how do I put things in place in a sustainable way? Because let's be honest, the world is the wilderness, right? I'm going to give you four things that have just been non-negotiables. And as I continue to work on these four things, my business has continued to flourish. My mental health has been in a good space. And I also notice when these things are off. Welcome to Building Unapologetically, the podcast where we dive into the raw journey of personal growth, business building, and faith-infused strategies. I'm your host, Jordan Guyton, and I'm here to share my unfiltered highs, lows, and the lessons I've learned along the way. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, and empowered to build your dreams unapologetically. We are back. I am so pumped for this episode. I think that in three years of business, there are some things that I just don't compromise. It's a non-negotiable, like it's not happening, period, unless these things are in place. And so I want to share a few things with you that I call my non-negotiables as a business owner, as a CEO. And I think that it's so important to have non-negotiables, things that you just don't negotiate. Like they're not open for debate. I'm Googling the definition right now so I can really give it to you straight. Non-negotiable means not open for debate or modification. It can refer to the price of a good or security that is firmly established and cannot be adjusted or a part of a contract or deal that is considered a requirement by one or both involved parties. First of all, let's go ahead and give some snaps that it says considered a requirement by one. So if you yourself create a non-negotiable, that's all the say-so that you need. If that's what you need in your life, then it's it is what it is. And I'm going to be transparent with you and just talk through just a few non-negotiables that have rung true for me. Oftentimes I get asked as a business owner, how do you do it all? How do you run the business and manage a team and be a wife and have a partner and pay rent? Like there's so many layers to just breathing and being human, right? So how do I put things in place in a sustainable way, in a great mental health space? Because let's Let's be honest, the world is the wilderness, right? So how do we stay sane? So three years, four things that have just been constant, been non-negotiables. And as I continue to work on these four things, my business has continued to flourish. My mental health has been in a good space. And I also notice when these things are off. You understand? I also notice when I'm not minding my non-negotiables. Girl, I'm I'm telling you, it, it bees like that sometimes. Life be life and your priorities kind of fall to the wayside. Anyone guilty of becoming not number one and your priorities kind of getting out of whack? So it can definitely be challenging at times, but these four things have kept me grounded. So number one starts with a B, 
I'm gonna give you a second to gather it. You might know this. You might have put some of these in place yourself. Boundaries. Boundaries in my day-to-day life, my team, clients, everything. And I think that oftentimes when setting boundaries, it can feel a bit intimidating for the boundary setter, for yourself. Because I think for me, when I started putting in boundaries in my business, I felt like, you know, what are they gonna think? Am I being mean? I would be round the clock available for my one-to-one clients. I would be answering emails at all times of the night. I'd be going above and beyond. And I'm all for over-delivering, but I'm all for over-delivering within business hours nowadays. You understand? Those boundaries had to be put in place so I didn't overwork myself. Communicating with my team, right? So not being on Slack 24-7. It's like we have the boundaries that give me alerts during work time. I love a good do not disturb on my phone. Another boundary I have is on social media. I don't know if you know, but you can create time limits. So I have an hour time limit on Instagram and whenever, listen, I'm telling you that hour be going quick. I'll be like, oh, I've been out here for an hour already, right? But I had to put those boundaries in place because you become this consumer and you're consuming more than you're creating. And it still is a process. There's a great book. I believe her name is Nedra Twab. It's called find boundaries or set boundaries, find peace. We'll link it in the show notes. A great book that I haven't read cover to cover. It's a book that serves as a resource for me. And it just helps you have some of those uncomfortable conversations when setting those boundaries. Cause it can't, it can't get a bit crunchy. Let me be quite honest with you. Then those boundaries can get a bit crunchy, right? So how do you ensure doing it in a way that feels good to you and doing it in a way that honors your self and honors the life that you're stepping into. So I encourage you to look at your week or look at your month and kind of see where you can put in boundaries or what boundaries you believe you've been forced, but you be pushing out that boundary a little bit. Your laptop be sneaking in the bedroom with you or you just let me peek at my slack one more time or I'll just send this voxer. I know it's after nine, but let me go ahead and message my client, right? And boundaries only work if you in force them. So really, really, really take a look at how you're showing up and setting those boundaries and then upholding those boundaries. The more that you show up for what you set, the more people will respect those boundaries. So be sure that when you're setting them, you're also following through because how are you about to set a boundary all strong and then be all flimsy with it when it's time to set it? We ain't gonna take you seriously. The second thing that has kept me grounded is truly having an abundance abundance mindset and standing in this headspace that there is always more. There's always more, right? I'm constantly believing for more. I'm constantly being in rooms or being in communities where I see more as possible. And I don't say to myself, why them? I say, why not me? There's always more. And I think that when I started to think this way, I can give you a specific example. When it comes to coaching, I've invested a lot in mentorship. I've invested a lot in coaching programs. I've invested a lot in courses. It is at least a multi-five-figure price point for me in my house. I invest because I know I make it tenfold. And I have this mindset, this abundance mindset that when I go into these programs, when I join these communities, or when I hire a coach, my mindset is it's 
going to pay back tenfold. You know why? Because I'm in it. The coaching is going to be great. The courses are going to be great. The program is going to be great. I'm going to learn strategies, but I know at the end of the day, if I'm walking into it, it's going to be abundant because I believe it. It'll be a lesson. It'll make the ROI financially. It'll level me up. It'll change my thinking. There is always more. And when you start to think that way, even I, I think about the way that I shifted when I used to do discovery calls or sales calls, however you want to call it. I used to feel really down about the calls where someone would say, no, this isn't a good fit for me. Or I'd be on sales calls for 30 minutes and I'd be over delivering again and giving value and coaching on sales calls. And I would hop off and feel defeated, right? When someone wasn't ready to invest. And when I started to come from a place of no doesn't mean no, it means not right now. It changed the game. I had sales calls with people in January and that no would turn into a yes in July, August, September. Oh, I'm coming, Jordan. I've been watching you. I've been watching you. I'm ready. I'm finally, I can't tell you how many times my no's turned into not right now's turned into I'm ready, turned into let's do it. Take my credit card. I'm ready. Where do we sign up? Let's go. And that was because I maintained that abundance mindset that there's always more. There's always more. There's always more. Number three, therapy. Listen, entrepreneurship is a evolving journey of self-discovery. And if you do it right, if you do entrepreneurship right, you're constantly going to uncover new things about yourself that you just didn't even know existed where you're like, I think I need to work through that. Where is that coming from? One of the things for me was comparison. When I first started, I'd be, okay, I should be so much further along. Like this person's here and like, huh, huh. and I was comparing my chapter one to someone's chapter 21 or 31 or 101. And therapy really keeps me grounded in this process. I'm gonna do a separate conversation. I'm sure some of you know that in 2021 about starting my business in July, seven months after starting my business and being full-time in my business, my mom passed away unexpectedly. And I had to take some time off from the business to work through it. I won't even say heal. I think healing is an extended process. I will have another conversation about just grief and growing a business, but really having therapy pre my mother's passing sustained me as well, right? Just really learning myself and understanding what I needed and how I needed to retreat or grieve or step away. It really keeps me grounded and has aided in my grief process. So if you don't have a therapist, I would consider if that's something that you've been thinking about or you're interested in, there are tons of different resources out now. I feel like it's become a bit more normalized, thank God. There are different types of therapy. There's online therapy. There's companies like BetterHelp that you can do virtual therapy. Some insurances cover therapy. I found my therapist on psychologytoday.com and I love her. She's amazing. And it was something that I do monthly. And sometimes it'll be a month or two months where I feel good. But I don't think therapy is only for the times where you feel distressed or you feel bad or you feel down. I really feel like therapy is in the 
same category as going to the gym. It's maintenance. It's mind maintenance. Therapy is mind maintenance. I think that's a very powerful statement. I feel like that's a mic drop moment that needs to go on my page because you need to get all of this out. The highs, the wins, the lows, the mediums, all of that is communicated in therapy. It's made me a better leader. It's made me see blind spots in myself. Again, it's helped me have uncomfortable conversations. If you're interested in uncomfortable conversations, please DM me. And if I get enough people just saying I want to learn more about uncomfortable conversations, I'll share that journey with you as well because there's so much amazingness on the other side of that. But I really needed to talk through with my therapist about what kept me from having those conversations and just how freeing the breakthrough was on the other side. So it's a real thing. And I want to encourage you because I know there's going to be somebody listening that may be discouraged, right? It's been hard trying to find the right person or maybe you had a bad experience in the past. I would encourage you to try it again. I mean, everyone's human and I definitely went through a few people that just weren't a right fit for me. So just be patient, trust the process. And when you know, you know, like when you, when you know, it's your therapy, this is it. Like you're going to know, trust me. Number four is time off. Time off is a non-negotiable for Jordan Guyton. It allows me to recharge. It allows me to get creative again. Time off doesn't always have to be a trip to Cancun, right? Time off can be time off social media and going to a coffee shop by myself to read a fiction book. Just a love romance, take me as I am love type of novel. Like that is time off for me. Time off looks like unplugging from social media for the weekend or the week or whatever feels good to me. Time off does look like going to Cancun if, if I'm feeling froggy, right? But really having time off and built-in time off in my business is a non-negotiable. I'm still navigating my flow and it kind of goes in seasons. There was a season in my business, especially after my mom passed, where I honored taking Fridays off once I went back to work and I called it my healing days. The season that I'm in right now, my team is off on Fridays, but I probably work maybe every other Friday, but it's still just a half day. Like I'm not going hamburger on Fridays and I don't take calls really on Fridays. So that's been really helpful for me. And then Saturdays is full and plug and then half day Sundays, I usually do some weekly planning, you know, after church and I love going to open houses after I kind of spend time with my husband and have some time for myself. I do do some weekly prep on Sundays. Another space that I really enjoy time off or actually it's not even I enjoy, I need is after a launch. So if I'm doing a live workshop or a live masterclass or a live challenge, or I'm going live consecutively offering into a new program or a new offer, post-launch time is a non-negotiable. I usually try to take off at least three days the day after my live workshop or masterclass ends. And that's fully unplugged, content ready to go. So it plays while I'm doing whatever I need to do. I love a great staycation. I 
love staycations. And if you don't know what a staycation is, let me see if staycation, if that word is Googleable. Let me see. Oh yeah, this is a Googleable word. So a staycation is a period in which an individual or family stays home and participates. No, that's not a staycation for me. So a staycation for me, I don't like that uh, definition. So a staycation for me is not home, but in my city. So I live in Los Angeles now, and I think a staycation is staying somewhere that's maybe an hour or two close to your house where you're not taking a flight. You can drive or take the train or take an Uber and just get a hotel for the night or two nights. And a cute place. I love Hotwire. I love Hotel Tonight to book like last minute stays. And you just be like you eat everything. You go to the pool if there's a pool. Maybe you order room service. You go to a nice restaurant. Like you rest, you sleep, like whatever that feels like to you. For me, it's eating. For me, it's sleeping. For me, it's exploring right around the streets that the hotel is at. I love exploring. I love coffee shops. So I love finding new coffee shops when I'm having a staycation. I don't worry about shooting content or anything like that. Y'all, I just freaking chill. I love staycations. So that's another way I take time off or I look for local museums or recently I went to Greystone Mansion here in Los Angeles by myself. It was a solo day and I walked around. I took video. There was a wedding happening. So I spoke to the groom and he was all nervous and I was journaling and I was like just praying over his marriage. Like it was just great. Time off is a non negotiable. If you don't take time away from your business, you're going to burn out. Mark my words. We are not machines. We are not AIs. We are not the robots. Like we literally are humans and you are not your business. You are a human. Your business is a part of your life. So you need to build things into your life that allow you to live and have joy and still love the thing that you built. You don't want to resent your business because all you do is spend time within it. And that does happen. You can love your business down. You can love it down, but you're going to need some time away. So I hope this was super, super helpful. Boundaries, abundance mindset, therapy, time off. Now, did all of these revelations happen at once? Absolutely not. It has taken trial and error as I go. I have tons of additional non-negotiables where it's made me a better business owner. It's made me a healthier business owner from the inside out. I'll share some more if you're interested. I have tons. I won't say tons. That sounds, that's dramatic. Let me not be dramatic. I have a good handful that when it's not happening, I know it. Like I can feel it. So if you do like this, let me know. I would love to share more with you and I would love to hear your non-negotiables as well. So feel free to share this podcast in your stories and tag me and tell me your non-negotiables. I would love to continue the conversation and see what you don't tolerate. Like what, what's up? Let me know. I hope this was helpful. I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of Building Unapologetically. Remember, you set the tone for the business that you want to run. You do. Don't let the internet define it. Don't let your coach define it. Don't let a book define it. Build the business that you cannot wait to wake up to and take time off of. You can do both. I will see you next time on another episode of Building Unapologetically.
Thank you so much for tuning in to Building Unapologetically. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us a review or rating on Spotify or iTunes. Your feedback means the world to us and helps us reach more listeners who are on their journey to building unapologetically.